What's up, everybody? Before we jump into today's podcast, just want to jump in real quick and remind you you can find me, your host, Philip Jordan, on social media and where all you can find the podcast. Of course, you can find me on social media at PJordanSCC, and you can find a podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast platforms. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, rate, and review. It means a lot. If you review, we'll read it on a future edition of the show. Of course, you can email me at sportstalkphilipjordan at gmail.com. And now let's jump into today's show. Everybody joining me on the podcast today is Tanner Marsh. He uh, played quarterback for the Montreal Alouettes from 2013-2015 and played in the Arena Football League for the Cleveland Gladiators in 2017. Uh, Tanner, thanks for taking some time out and um, being on this edition of the Football Report. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm just a big fan of uh, football in general. I like all the football, uh, Arena Football, Canadian League Football, the NFL college football high school if football's being played i'm probably sitting in front of tv in the stadium watching it so uh it's always great to talk with somebody that actually played the game too well yeah i appreciate that and i'm, I'm kind of the same way i absolutely love football and i finally found a little free time now that i'm not playing anymore to give my opinion on a lot of things on twitter and I've, i know people are starting to like that a lot so i'm, I'm enjoying it talking some football telling them how you know uh, the business side of things and the football, I playing professional ball and just how all that is. And, you know, I am from Texas, so I do worship my football, especially when it comes to high school football. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that, and you say, I'm in Alabama. So people in Alabama, we say we are a football state, and I'm probably going to upset some people when I say this, but I, I disagree with that. I think the state of Alabama is a college football state. state of Texas. Yeah, 100%. State of Texas, I mean, you guys, your high school, your college, your pro, just, you know, growing up, playing in the state of Texas, in, you know, high school growing up, what is that like? Oh, man, it's it's unbelievable. And it, it, I never really realized how special of a moment it was until I, I started traveling and seeing different areas in their, their high school football and the competition and the environment around it and um, just everything surrounding it. You know, I can't, you know, I've been, I've played in high school, I've, I played in a high school game where uh, the Texas Stadium was almost full. Then I saw uh, the number one team in the state and the number three team play against each other in a playoff game and literally filled up the old Texas Stadium. I'm talking about as nuts, the environment, the rivalries in high school football down in Texas. It's, it's, there's nothing else like it. You know, I know Florida, football-wise, and some other states have athletes similar to Texas. But the environment is is unbelievable. You you have million dollars football stadiums being built over here, hundred million dollar football stadiums being packed, and it's it's unbelievable. It's crazy. As a as a sixteen year old playing on varsity, there's there's nothing like it. Yeah, you know, we was talking about you know you played in the Arena Football League. Of course, this past Saturday night, the Arena Football League had their championship Arena Bowl thirty one. And you know, I think a lot of people maybe that didn't you know don't watch Arena Football or or haven't watched this season. You see a two and ten team from the regular season win the championship, which all four teams got in. You look at said you know they may snicker or have some negative comments, but when you really look at what Washington was coming out beating the Baltimore Brigade like they did, you know people don't know. 
the changes that were made there in Washington. Arvell Nelson at quarterback, the, the great story with mm-hmm. him. Uh, Shane Stafford, offense coordinator. Just a lot of uh, good stories. And if you just look at when they came aboard, that's really for me when the Washington season began when those guys came aboard. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is uh, a lot of people see the Arena Football League and they, they, they do have their comments on it because there's only four teams. But, but something they don't understand is that the arena game is a lot of fun to not only watch, but to actually go watch a game. It is unbelievable how much fun it is in a great time. But, you know, it is strange that there was only four teams. But, man, I'm telling you, especially at the beginning of the season and all through that season, there were so many good players, good veterans in that league that the games were great to watch. It was it was great to just kind of see from the outside. And then, you know, injuries started happening. Arvell Nelson, who I had the opportunity to play with in Cleveland, who I thought did a fantastic job there, he, you know, he came into Washington and, and literally changed it. That's kind of the, the quarterback he is. He, he can come in, change the game. And if you if you have a quarterback that's a mobile and arena, that really that literally, that adds a whole other part of the offense that just, you know, I know had a huge impact in the arena bowl. It definitely did, definitely did, you know, and it's such a different game. You know, first talk about your time in arena football. You know, you went from the CFL to the arena league. When when you try to explain to people, I mean, for a quarterback, what is like the big differences you got to get used to from going from the outside game into indoors? Well, it, it, you know, it is – it, it was strange at first. I went from uh, the, the largest field in football to the <laughs> smallest field. So that was obviously a, a struggle at first, but – you know, it was it was fun because I it was it was difficult at times to kind of get used to how quick the arena game is, and not necessarily getting the opportunity to see everything. You just got to know that your guy's going to be in a spot, and you got to trust him to be there. So a lot of the things were, you know, in a normal outdoor football, be five step with a hitch, read it out, throw it. You know, first hitch here, second hitch here, finish it with your check down. And arena ball, it's five no hitch, get it out that's not there go to your second read get rid of it move on to the next play it's so quick you don't necessarily have a chance to evaluate too many things you know they can move around a lot it's it's a very interesting game and um, the arena league it's just all about timing and outdoor football is big about timing but it's more based on okay if you see this if you see that you get a chance to see that in arena it's boom you got to do it now and if you don't if you see something you're not used to you better find someone to get get out of your hands the last thing you want to do is hold on to it. Yeah, you know, when you look at analysts of the outside, you know, outside game, you know, you see, I'm talking about a quarterback needs to plant his feet. What I've noticed watching arena football is that's not a luxury you get most of the times in arena football. I mean, maybe an outdoor game, you get, what, three seconds and you got to get rid of it. Indoor, yeah. within a second, somebody could be back there on you. So a lot of times you got to learn, it looks for me from watching on TV, that you just have to be able to yeah. throw at an odd angle as well. Yeah, no, well, that's something that, you know, you see a lot of the veterans do in that league that, that do a great job with it. Sometimes you don't have the opportunity to take that extra little second to plant your feet and throw it. Outdoor game, you have to plant your feet to, to deliver the ball because the field's larger and you have to deliver an accurate ball and a lot more distance. In the arena, you just got to get the ball out sometimes, and instead of it being a 10-yard throw or 15-yard throw in the arena ball, you know, it, it's a 5-yard throw. So you can get away with not setting your feet and just flicking it out there real quick, which which is a lot more difficult 
difficult than uh, a lot of the quarterbacks in the arena make it look. Yeah, and uh, when you're in the red zone, it's got to be very uh, interesting when you're, oh, try- you're when you're trying to avoid throwing it off the net because you know, of course, it's live and it could be intercepted that way. Yeah, no, it, it's it's tough because you know, as as you're playing outdoor football your whole life. The first thing you think about, okay, I'm in trouble. I'll just throw it away. Well, you can't throw it away off the back of the end zone. It's going to come off the net. So you got to. In the, the red zone is the toughest thing you got to transition to from arena, and it's um, it's you know it's fast. And you normally it's, it's the, the difference between a touchdown and an interception is literally if you put it on his left shoulder or right shoulder. So um, which can be difficult. Like previous time we talked about, your feet sometimes not set. That's the difference between a pick and a touchdown is being able to flick it and being able to get it on the left shoulder rather than the right shoulder. So it gets it's fast, and people, you know, that's why I, I try to tell people that don't know much about the arena league to go watch a game because not only are you right there, you are you are experiencing a fast-paced game, a hard-hitting game, and it's almost it, it feels like it's in your lap. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing, and that's what makes me sad, you know, you know, from last, you know, arena football. When I first started watching, there, there was a lot more teams in the league. There were, I think, sixteen or seventeen. Mm-hmm. I started watching in around two thousand, and I've I've stayed loyal every year. I'm watching arena football because I enjoy it so much, and to me, it's almost like its own sport way it's played. It, it could be its own separate thing from the outdoor game, but he's like you said, yeah. you, you know, you played in the league 2017. You're, you know, you know guys that are in the league now. Just what's your thoughts on what's the future of arena football? Well, what I, what I think people don't realize is a lot of those teams got booted out because they, they were doing things the wrong way, and they the league wanted to get rid of that. The league didn't seem that as fair, so um, they got rid of those shady owners, shady, shady management, and um, stuck with teams that wanted to do right, that committed to growing a successful league. I think that's what they did, and they did a great job of it. So um, I, I am excited to see the future of the league. I think it has a bright one. Oh, you know, of course, before you were in the arena football, you were in the Canadian Football League. Now, coming out of Arkansas Tech, did you uh, did you know much about the Canadian game? No, I didn't. I didn't know anything. So I did, uh, honestly, I was. Uh, I, well, I knew I knew little parts of it because um, I actually trained with uh, somebody that was in the league back down in Dallas. So I actually was had the opportunity to learn a little bit from him. I actually played with him in Montreal for a year. Um, but other than that, I honestly didn't know much at all. I just knew that the field was larger and that there were a lot of people in motion. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing for me. When I first watched the Canadian Football League on TV, I saw all the re- receivers running line of scrimmage. I was like, whoa, it just took me a second to kind of adjust to that. As a quarterback, when you're at the yeah. line of scrimmage and all them guys are, all your receivers are running at line of scrimmage like that at full tilt, what's that adjustment like from going from, you know, here in the, in the States where you don't have that at all? Yeah, well, that was difficult. But one of the larger adjustments you have with the league is that, um, the, the, the people don't realize is the play clock is is a lot faster. It's not in the NFL. I believe it's uh, forty five, and the CFL is twenty five. So in that time, you have to you have to make sure all these people that are in crazy motions are set in the right spot, and you don't have a you don't have an opportunity to change a play that you don't like. You if it's a bad play and the defense has a cover, you got to kind of figure out the best solution to a bad situation. Which is what what a lot of quarterbacks from um, down south struggle with. 
you know, looking back at your time in the CFL, you know, 2013, I remember, you know, the first game you got into, I believe, of the 39-38 victory over the BC Lions, you know, the great passing to set up the field goal. Uh, what are your memories of that game and uh, when you look back at it? Well, you know, it, it was a, it was an interesting situation because um, I, I got signed out of college and I, I wasn't supposed to even be really part of the roster. We had the legend Anthony Calvillo and then two guys that were kind of competing for the backup spot and uh, older vets in the league and they uh, they kind of had their you know, position set on Alouettes in the league and then I was just kind of the odd man out that was just there to kind of you know be there for an arm kind of help out when I needed to with practice things like that and um, things just kind of went my way and next thing you know I had the opportunity to play so it was uh, versus BC and I came in like the, the second quarter and honestly uh, the truth is is I messed up more plays than I was successful and I just made uh, some good plays on the run and uh, it's funny my first uh, pass I threw as a touchdown was a complete uh play that I completely said wrong and people were lined up and I looked at SJ Green who is one of the best receivers in the game I said hey just win and uh, I took the <laughs> snap and just stared at him and he won and I threw him a touchdown so it's crazy how that kind of worked in that first game and then I threw a Hail Mary and Deloria made a heck of a catch and we kicked the field goal to win the game and it was it was unbelievable because my, 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 my stats were you know when you look at that everyone says I threw for 330 rushed for 60 or something like that but I also threw four interceptions (laughs) so I was out there with a Texas gunslinger mentality just just throwing wherever I could yeah and this is something for me I've always wondered watching CFL football and maybe this is just a fan that you know hasn't played the the goalpost on the on the goal line does that mess with you at first when you're throwing into the end zone or is that just like a non-factor no, you honestly don't even notice it until you, you throw a pass and it bangs off the, the goal post. But, uh, you know, you actually – you have plays that use that as kind of a pick. So um, you don't really realize it until it, you run a slant right into it and you, you can't throw it because there's a dang goal post. So um, <laughs> you don't you – don't, honestly, you don't even notice it when you're playing. Uh, that's got to be great being a quarterback, knowing you got a much bigger end zone to throw to. So, you know, a lot – you know, it's not just the ten yards. You got so much room there to, to throw and have different yeah. kind of route combinations and everything. Well, you know, it, it's it's a it's a plus and a negative. There's a lot of good things about it, and there's also some tougher things about it. You know, because um, one of the uh, higher percentage touchdown passes in you know down south is a fade, goal line fade. That's one of the most popular things. Well, you can't really run that in CFO because most of the end zones, the corner of the end zones, rounded off. So then you kind of the only way you can attack that is by you know running corner routes. But once again, it, it's tough. So you know there are there are a lot of different things that it, it does make it nicer and it sounds good, but it, it 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 also is tougher in some ways. If there was a one of the rules in the CFL that you know you could bring down south here in the United States, so uh, which one would it be? Well, you know, as a player, a quarterback. <laughs> It probably would have been when I played to to challenge PI. That probably would have been my favorite. That would have been the one I would have been like, oh, that would be kind of nice, especially as a Cowboys fan. Um, I feel like we always get PI and nothing's ever called for us. <laughs> but 
Now as a fan watching games, I think it's a ridiculous rule. So as a player, I would have loved to have that down south. But now as a fan, I'm 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 not so much a fan of that rule. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if we did have that down here, how it would go, especially you know, like I said, the NFL and even college football at that. Yeah. And of course, you know the big, you know, discussion. I mean, even here in the states, and you know, and you were up there in Montreal, and you see it there, uh, the Johnny Manziel stuff. I was watching the game on on my laptop this past week. Yeah, the Johnny Manziel chance. You know, for a guy that has yet to actually, you know, play in the CFO, we don't know how good he can adjust to the rules or how good he can be. Just what's your whole mm-hmm. thoughts on what's going on with Johnny Manziel in the CFL? Well, let me. You know, honestly, I love Montreal. I love the fans. They're they're some of the best fans in the world. But I never felt so bad for a quarterback than what I did for Vernon Adams that night because I thought he was playing a good enough game as he can. He also didn't have much experience. He does have experience playing, but he hasn't played in almost a year. But it's you know, it's it's tough when Vernon's throwing that situation where everybody wants to see this new guy. And once again, Johnny has done amazing things in college, made it to the pros, got drafted, has done some good things. But, but at the, at the same time, you know, he's, he's not that same quarterback that he was at A&M. You can watch him throw and he throws different. He looks different. He's a different guy. So, you know, these guys are pumped up. The fans are pumped up about him, which is great for the city of Montreal and the CFL and awesome. But it's, 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 it blew my mind when I was, I, cause I was at the game. And I, I'm I'm a fan of Vernon Adams. I think he has potential. And for him to throw one bad pass and the whole stadium starts chanting Johnny, that's that's unbelievable to me. And it broke my heart for him. And it's unbelievably disrespectful, especially for a guy that hasn't stepped foot on a CFL game, has no experience. So um, I, I hope Johnny does well. But I, I hope the fans give other people a chance because that's what Montreal needs. Montreal doesn't need someone to step in and be a guy that sells jerseys. They need somebody to step in there and win them games. So it it broke my heart to see that, but, you know, with a guy with that, that record, that uh, pass, he's obviously going to get some, some hype, which, like I said, can be fantastic for the league. So, And, uh, and then lastly, you know, uh, you know, see, following on social media and everything, that, uh, you know, you're into de- your coaching now, your development of quarterbacks, just uh, looking at, you know, coaching quarterbacks, you know, in that development game now. Like, what is the big difference between quarterbacking now from when you were coming up? Well, you know, well, I came up in Dallas, Texas, where it's – we just got done talking about it. It's a very competitive area. And the quarterback position is unbelievably competitive. And, um, you know, Dallas Angels got to kind of start training to be a varsity quarterback around eighth grade so you can compete with the other guy. And, um, it is, it is tough. It was, it, when I was back, when I was growing up, growing up, I was, uh, I was a late bloomer. So I didn't even know I was going to play quarterback until the coaches asked me to. And I said, yeah, I'd love to play quarterback. And it just kind of worked out from there. I grew a foot and um, grew an arm and it kind of worked out for me but now it is so competitive it's it's unbelievable and um it's it people have kind of a a a false feeling about trainers sometimes personal trainers but um as as quarterbacks i think it's something that it takes you to the next level it helps out it's a great investment and it's um especially when you get a good one that cares about the guys that 
cares about the development of quarterbacks and um, it's it's something that is powerful and can help you you know push your game to that next level. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I I've, I follow the position a lot as you know. I, I never was able to play due to health reasons, but I've always been fascinated with the position. It's always been something intriguing to me is what you know the quarterback mm-hmm. position, what the differences, and you know what the quarterback goes through like in between plays and even during the play. Yeah. Well, you know, it's something that's so it's, – it's something that the, the normal person that doesn't understand football doesn't understand everything. Because as a guy that's played the game, you know what it's like if you just do a bad pass and your guys are kind of walking back. And you've got to be that leader in the huddle and be like, hey, come on, hey, let's roll. And you've got to, you know, as a quarterback, accept a leadership role and you've got you to perfect your craft. And, you know, as the quarterback, you might be a quiet person, but you're still a leader of the team by example of things you do and it's you know the quarterback position is everybody and to have somebody to come in kind of help you in mechanics be that role model for you be that person that just kind of guides you through that it's 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 something that's powerful and it can really help these kids and and that's why i love doing it it's you know, I, I actually i actually had the opportunity to uh work with quarterbacks at a university and be an actual coach and do all that help a game plan and stuff which i absolutely love but um, kind of realized that that lifestyle wasn't for me. You know, I love football, but I also want to, you know, do some other things. So, um, but I absolutely loved coaching quarterbacks. But the the personal training of quarterbacks is is just so different. You know, you're more personal with the guys. You know, the families. You know, you know why they don't do certain things. You know, it's just it. I love it, and um, I, I enjoy the heck out of helping quarterbacks i'm uh, did in canada i do it in dallas right now and i'm, I'm having I, I enjoy it way too much <laughs> love seeing a quarterback be successful definitely definitely well this has been a lot of fun a lot of great insight by you both just the playing position and what it's like in the arena football league and in the uh, cfl and uh i hope maybe we can catch up again sometime talk some more uh football sometime down the road but uh if listeners wanted to file line uh where can they find you um they can find me on uh Twitter, they can look up my name, Tanner Marsh, or I'm under Marsh Madness 6, or they can find me on Instagram, Marsh Madness 6. It's Twitter, I'm verified. I think actually I'm verified as Marsh Madness 16 on Twitter, and then on IG, Marsh Madness 6. Find it there, or you can look up Tanner Marsh QB class. I'm on Instagram, I have a Facebook page, all that. If you're interested in it, I'd love to work with any kids. If I'm not in your area, I'll introduce you to somebody because i know quarterbacks everywhere <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good and uh everybody do that if you need to get up with them and uh once again i appreciate this it. It was a lot of fun a lot of fun talking football with you like i said i hope we can catch up sometime down the road and uh, talk some more football yes sir i always love talking a little football especially somebody from alabama <laughs> well you know it's uh it is alabama so you know you, you know they they claim Not to be much a f- else to do other than play football huh <laughs> Yeah, that and watch it. And me just saying that probably just got me in a lot of trouble. So I probably just, you know, in this right now. <laughs> but, uh, but I appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, I look forward to doing that sometime again down the road with you. Perfect. Yep. Talk to you soon.